and welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Yay. Yay. So I got one more question for you. It's, Jeez, you're on a roll. It's a never-ending weeks of me asking questions. So recently you started a challenge, uh, and that's a challenge that mostly lives on Twitter, but I think you've expanded it since. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Okay, so this challenge is... Um, I decided to do a hundred days of icon design, right? And this is not me doing just icon design. This is pretty much from a way for me to practice and learn new techniques in, in designing itself. Mm -hmm. So what I'm currently doing is every day I would take a nap icon that currently i'm just working on apple's app icon and what i would do is i give myself about a 30 minute time frame mm -hmm. and i would record myself just replicating that app icon pretty much mm -hmm. and based on what i see i'm going to try to replicate it as close as i can to what i see and by doing that it allows me to learn about the different techniques that is involved. Like how is shadow created? How is texture created? How do I do a gradient that makes it look like as if it's 3D, that kind of idea, right? So different mm -hmm. techniques. And there's a lot to learn from, right? Yeah. And so I've been doing this for a while now. I think by the time this episode come out, it'll probably be around a month-ish, maybe. So in every day, I'm just doing... Uh, doing the replicating of the icon and if I if after 30 minutes and I'm pretty close to finishing then I'll push past the 30 minutes but if 30 minutes come and I'm not even close I kind of would just stop there mm -hmm. but so far I haven't really just like end prematurely I've been able to get pretty close or I've been getting close and then I realize like time is up so i stop and it, the products look look close enough but then i then go and consult dimitri like hey i just did this like like i'm having trouble with all these things that i'm currently doing like what else could i do and then he would like point me in a different direction of like oh instead of doing it this way you should probably try to recreate it this way and then i would give it a second try the next day and and it's been pretty neat i've learned quite a bit of stuff about how apple designed their their icons and such and um and I, I'm doing like the the Mac app icons and then also the iOS app icons. And they're even though a lot of these apps overlap on the different type of devices, on the Mac there's a lot more details. Mm -hmm. Like there's a it's more three D, there's more textures, there's more shadows. Whereas on the iPhone app icon, it's just very flat. It's very flat. There's no shadow or anything. It's just the color or the gradient just to get the basic details out. Because it's so small on the phone that you don't even see it anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's been a cool challenge. Hmm. And I'm learning a lot. Um, I'm hoping to one day, once I get good at it, that I can just draw up my own icon without like, you know, or get even get beyond the basic of just being able to make an icon, but like make it in different styles, right? I mean, with the evolution of just what the iPhones, right? Like, I, I don't know if you can tell us like, what are all the different OS's styles? Like every year there's a sweet, uh, a different tweak to it. I remember one year, there was one year that was like leather. Everything was very leather looking, right? No, so it wasn't one year in particular, but there are 
kind of these different eras. Uh huh. Like from the first iPhone to iOS six, uh-huh. uh, all that time period was very uh, skeuomorphic or realistic looking mm-hmm. icons, and uh, they all iconically had a gloss on them. Like, as if it was a sheen of glass that was on top. Okay. And that's just how the light reflected. Uh-huh. And then as of iOS 7, things got very flat um, and simplistic, meaning you often had an icon where the background was just like a gradient, and then you had a white shape on top. And that was it. Um, and then I would say... Oh, so then that, that's like all of the the books, the music app, right? Like it has a background gradient and there's just a white shape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the app store icon. The app store, yeah. Um, and then uh, from that point forward, I would say about a year or two ago, uh, a lot of the stylistic like changes that have been made to iOS and iOS 7 were brought over to macOS. Mm-hmm. And that's where they kind of went in this third direction of taking these iOS icons and then adding a lot of texture back to them in subtle ways um, and allowing uh, like tools on the icons to bleed outside of the edge. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that you'll often see. So that happened in Mac OS, what are we on? Uh, 12 right now. So I would say it happened in Mac OS 11, I think. Uh, That was the turning point for that. Yeah, so, so I mean, a lot of these icons are pretty cool. I mean, they ultimately, I always joke with Dimitri is that, um, so on the Mac, if you're a developer, um, you often use the software called Xcode to code. And the app icon for Xcode is, um, it's blue and it has like, I, I don't It's like know. an app blueprint. Yeah, an a, a blueprint, right? So it's blue with like some white drawings on mm-hmm. it, exactly like a blueprint. And then on top of that, there's a freaking hammer. And man, that hammer is so nice looking. Mm-hmm. You can see like when if you ever get able to zoom in to see the actual full blown images of it, image of it, like the you see the texture on the, the handle, the sheen on the, on the metal, exactly. Like like it looks so real and so good. And so I keep joking with Dimitri, like my ultimate goal is to be able to to, to replicate that hammer, which I feel like I'm never going to be able to do. But that hammer is just so good. So. Yep, nice icons are nice icons. That's my goal, is that hammer. (laughs) So up until now, you've been posting time lapses. Well, up until two weeks from now, because that's when we're recording. Yeah. uh, You've been recording uh, time lapses to post on Twitter, right? Yeah. Um, And then uh, what else have you done since? So yeah, I've been just posting on Twitter because like I want to hold myself accountable to doing something because if I just keep it to myself, I never finish it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I kept doing like 100 Days of Swift or 100 Day of Swift icons with Paul Hudson's... Uh, Swift UI. Oh yeah, Swift UI, sorry, with Paul Hudson. Like I got... I keep restarting because I keep like never finishing and... And like I, I feel like at this point I've restarted Swift U, the hundred days of Swift UI like three day three times already, and each time I only got up to like day thirty, and then I stop. So by posting it to Twitter this time, I feel like okay, even if nobody is watching, then at least I'm like it's sort of something you're more accountable. I'm accountable because I have to continue it right. So. I've been doing like quick time time lapses that are about like a minute to a minute 30 seconds. But then I realized, well, I already have the full length video anyway. 
and it's just sitting there why don't I just post it on on YouTube the full-length video and I thought well posting it with nothing on it like with no audio or anything like it's no it's gonna be boring because it's like literally a 30 minute long video of someone just messing with things on the screen so it might be boring so I decided why don't I record myself talking through the steps as I'm doing it one I can practice speaking two I can just learn how to think mm-hmm. more I guess like more technically think out, loud. think out loud so I've been doing that for a few for some videos and I'm getting slowly better at talking while I'm doing something and then I'm like mushing the audio with the video together and posting on YouTube I have no views on YouTube but at least it's something to do I mean one mm-hmm. day if I ever get popular people will find those videos right mm-hmm so, and also they're already there, so might as well put them up. Mm-hmm. So, all of this on Twitter is under the hashtag. Oh, 100 Days of Icons. Mm-hmm. So, be sure to check that out. Uh, and I guess anyone else could participate in this too, right? If, yeah. If they want to, like, practice their design skills. Yeah. So, just, like, pick an icon and... I couldn't hear what you said. Sorry, could you say that again? No, no, we will not, Siri. Uh, so Siri wants to participate. Um, she's pretending she didn't hear you. Oh yeah. So she's like, Oh, let me butt into this conversation. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was getting at. Uh, yeah. If you also want to practice your design skills, I guess you can also just like pick an icon, maybe pick the same icons, who knows? Uh, and use that hashtag. And as a community, everyone can get better. Yay. Uh, there, there are other people on Twitter that are using the hashtag 100 days of icons. Uh-huh. So we need to use it for and, this purpose. So and let's their, all their stuff, their stuff are like crazy shit. Mm. Sorry. Their stuff are like crazy stuff. Like it's, there's a person that's doing app icons, but they're, they're not really, they're doing animated app icons. Right. So they're saying they're isn't and they're not really doing app icons. They're doing just icons. Sorry. They're doing icons and they're animated little gifts, I guess you would say, or little videos of just things moving or things interacting with each other. And it's pretty neat, hmm. you know, but I don't know how to do any of that. So right now, I'm just doing the, the basic boring stuff of just trying to replicate other people's work. No, it works for now. Yeah. Cool. You got you to gain the skills, right? Yeah. Are there any particular techniques that you've learned through this process that you didn't really have in your tool belt before? Um, I've learned to use shadows a lot because a lot of the Mac icons, it's very heavily, like, heavy with shadows. And I learned to understand how shadows work, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you have a shape on top of a shape that aren't, combined together so they're two separate shapes like think of a plus sign how you have a horizontal stroke and a a vertical stroke and if you want to give a shadow to that like there's two ways of it you can group all of that so then you give a shadow to the entirety of it or you give a shadow to each of those individual things but then each of those if you give a shadow to the let's say the horizontal bar is on top of the vertical bar. If you give each of those elements a shadow, then the shadow of the horizontal will bleed on top of the vertical bar. And sometimes you don't really want that visual effect, right? You want the shadow to be underneath everything, right? So that I, I learned little tiny details like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And how, sh- how shading works because, or how to do gradients because 
on Sketch, which is a program that I use, like on Sketch, you can you can pick two colors to do gradients, or you can do lots of colors for gradient. But then depending on where you put your where you say your gradient should start or where it should where the end, stops are, yeah, it, it gives a different effect as well, you know, visually anyway. Mm -hmm. So little tiny details is what I'm learning about, hmm. not like because you know it's easy to just copy something, right? But it's copying it to make it look right, to make it look polish is the thing right yeah so cool yeah so thanks for listening everyone yep thanks for listening bye bye